0: welcome 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 to another edition of the sideline junkies monday man cave uh on location from the great state of ohio right now uh just trying to get out rub elbows schmooze with the people uh trying to take this sideline junkie thing to the next level and do some work you know so but I promised a show every day that I'm here. Uh, I missed out on last night because I didn't arrive at the time I was supposed to. I was supposed to be uh, here by seven last night. I didn't show up until 1230. So I was still in between Virginia and, and, and Detroit. When I was supposed to be here, but I can say that I did not miss too much of last night's game. But I'm here. So let's jump into this real quick. We're not going to be here for a long time, but we're going to be here for a good time. So take your shoes off, sit back, kick back, relax, grab something out the fridge, you know, see something in there, some chips or something you want to snack on. uh, Get you a cold one, whether it's soda, beer. Tea, whatever you're drinking, come sit down in this man cave in this recliner and chill with me for a little bit. Now, real quick, Aaron Donald, and this is from Adam Schefter. Aaron Donald now becomes the first non-QB to eclipse $30 per year. His new deal gives him $40 million raise over the last three years of his existing contract with no new years added. The three-year now $95 million contract makes Donald the highest paid non-QB. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. I'm, I'm glad to see it. I'm glad to have it. Uh, couldn't have happened to nobody better. You know, he is just that damn good. So congratulations to Aaron Donald. Uh, I'm glad he's coming back. Let's just say that. So no retirement yet for him, which is good. I don't want to see him retire. Not yet, at least. You know, he still got some more havoc to wreak. The dude's a menace. And I love it. I absolutely love it. Now, on to the pizza resistance. Didn't get the chance to break down game one. I'm going to break down game one. I'm going to break down game two. And I'm going to try to preview game three. Okay. Now, game one was a bomb burner in the NBA finals. Uh Boston wins game 1 120 to 108. Jason Tatum uh 12 points, 13 assists, 5 rebounds. Al Horford showed out showed up, showed out and showed off. Uh 26 points, 6 rebounds. Uh Jalen Brown 24 points, 7 rebounds. Marcus Smart 18 points, 5 rebounds. Uh, uh 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 what's my man name? Geez, I can't get his name right. Derek White. Derek White uh, gave you 21 and three assists. And, you know, that was pretty much it. Uh, Udoka went deep on the bench. He went to a deep rotation, which is what I like in the playoffs, especially in the finals. These guys are tired. Boston's a tired team. Um, but for them to go deep like that in the playoffs, it's a beautiful thing. Beautiful. Now, on the other side, the Warriors, Draymond only gave you four points, but he gave you 11 rebounds. Uh, Wiggins, 20 and five rebounds. Uh, Looney only gave you four, but he gave you nine rebounds. Clay, 15 points, three assists, two rebounds. Uh, Steph, 34, five and five, who started out very, very hot. He started out hot, 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 hot. Uh, Hoya Otto Porter gave you 12 points and four rebounds. Iggy only seven and three assists and what was the downfall you may say for golden state because here's the quarter by quarter breakdown of game one for golden state all the way from back home that's my wife y'all hey lovey that my wife y'all that my wife my man easy he says uh, turnovers beat Boston 33 to 15 points off a of turnover. Yes, it did. But, you know, I'm going to tell you something else that, that beat Boston. I mean, no, I'm sorry. That's game two. We on game one right now. We're on game one. We're going to get to game two. I'm going to come back to that. Uh, For the first three quarters of game one, Boston, they took a lot of bad shots. Like they had to wake up. Uh, after one, it was 32 to 28. Then it was uh 28 to 22 and the second quarter so what's that 56 to 54 boston led. boston came out in the second half and golden state went 38 to 24 in the third quarter i don't know what you udoka said after the after the third into the fourth but boston rallied off 40 points they went on 40 to 16 run in the fourth quarter 40 to 16 run to win the game 120 to 108. I will say that that was a good game. Uh to see Steph shoot as well as he did and not get the W was odd. But Boston beam time, okay? Not even mad at it. It's in the books so last night now mind you i missed the fourth quarter last night i had to catch up on highlights so i was up trying to not to sleep um easy say steph didn't stop the bleeding game one missing katie all oh man he ain't missing no katie go ahead with that don't do steph like that man steph ain't missing no katie uh last night's game 107 to 88 golden state the series one apiece uh so they kind of sort of take back home court advantage, depending on how you look at it. Uh yeah, no, no, no. They need to win one on the road. So the Warriors, Draymond nine, seven, and five. I let me say this I give Draymond Green a ration of shit every chance I get because I can't. I get paid to do it, so why not do it? But I love his game, I love his game because. How many power forwards do you know in this modern NBA, even in the 90s NBA, which we talk about all the time? And, you know, me and Junie and Delonte, BJ, Jim, we always love to sit around and talk about 90s basketball, 80s basketball. And I can't wait to get Junie back behind the mic because it's a lot of stuff we always got to catch up on. I I always say that. So look at that as the bat signal, Junie. Can't wait to have you back, okay? But even in the 90s and the 80s, how many power forwards, true power forwards, like a Dennis Robb and a, a Charles Barkley, how many did you know bring the ball up and set the table for the offense, like Draymond? I love his game because of that, because he'll play defense, he'll do the dirty work, but he'll set the table, and I love that. And I noticed when he does that, if he goes out, he pulls down a double-double. He gives you 10 points and maybe 10 assists. He can get a triple-double every night if he really wanted to because he's active on the boards. He got to get a little bit more active than he has been in this series. But he can give you a triple-double at least one of these games. Mark my words, I know he can do it. But only nine points last night, seven assists and five rebounds. Andrew Wiggins, 11 points and six rebounds. Uh, Looney, Twelve points and seven rebounds. Steph Curry, twenty-nine points, six rebounds, four assists. Klay Thompson. Somebody asked, "Where has Klay Thompson been these first two games?" Couldn't tell you. Only eleven points, three three rebounds, and an assist. Uh, Seventeen points from Jordan Poole, and like they said last night, uh, the pool party has started. Uh, Otto Porter, the Hoyer, three points, three rebounds. Uh, not much. On the other side with the Celtics, who did not play up to par. Uh, 28 from Tatum, who started off slow. They were in this game, and then they just took a bunch of bad shots. Um, 28 and 6 from Tatum. Horford only gave you 2 and 8. Uh, Jalen Brown, 17 and 6. and uh, 6 rebounds. Uh, Derek White, 12 and 4. Marcus Smart, 2. Two points, two rebounds, five assists. We are going to need, I'm saying we, but they're going to need more from Marcus Smart. He needs to be in double digits every night. That's the way they win this series. And let me get the E. Turnovers beat Boston, 33 points to 50. Indeed, bad passing, bad shooting. Boston just had a lot of bad moments, and I was like, okay, next quarter, they're going to turn it around. Next quarter, they're going to turn it around, and they never did. That was the undoing of Boston. Okay? <laughs> Step, oh, yeah, I got that. Steph didn't stop the bleeding. Don't do them like that. Boston did what they had to do first two games. Yeah, they had to steal one. They needed to steal one in Golden State, and they did. Uh, but here's the thing. You got to win both games in Boston now. You gotta go up 3-1 when you go back to Golden State. And I, I hate this, this uh this format. I said that uh last show when we were talking about it. The I like 2 3 2, but 2 2 1 1 1, fine. Um easy to say clay at his best, catch and shoot, yeah. But you gotta give him the opportunities. Uh Boston making him put it on the floor and he doesn't have explosive due to those injuries. Didn't really have it before, so it's worse now. Eh, I kind of agree with you. I kind of agree, but the thing is, Clay is an athlete. He'll find a way to score because you know what? He scored 26 points in two games, okay? How much you want to bet game three? He come out and he probably give you a 40-piece. It's possible. Uh, and that's tomorrow night. In Boston, Wednesday, 9 p.m., I will be front and center for that, most definitely. And like I said before, if Boston wants to win these two games in in Boston, I got a strategy for you. Draymond not going to kill you by himself. Clay's not going to kill you by himself. Steph can kill you by himself. Steph can drop 60 on you in a heartbeat, but Steph can't score 80. Shut everybody else down. Make Steph do all the scoring. Same thing I said. How do you, people were saying, well, how do you stop Kevin Durant? Shut everybody else around him down. Make him score. Make him be the primary target, and he's going to get tired. He's going to wear out when he hits about 50 points because of all the daggone shooting. He's not going to be able to carry that load. Steph is not going to be able to carry that load to the point where he can score 90, 100 points by himself. You got to shut everybody else out. But then you also have to play defense and you have to stop everybody. But you got to take smart shots on your end. Now, on the flip side, how does Boston, I mean, how does Golden State beat Boston? Keep forcing them in and them dumb turnovers. You know, keep getting inside their head because, yeah, they're there. But sometimes I look at Boston. I I, I, I want to say Boston doesn't feel that they should be there. You see what I'm saying? I, I, I that's just my opinion. Because it seems like they have these lows where they don't they don't think like, bro, think you are making a big mistake. You're messing up here. This is this is the grandest stage of of the NBA. This is the finals. This is to win a championship. Once you get that ring. Nobody can ever take that from you. And to say that you helped Boston win number 18 and you put yourself ahead of the Lakers, you're going to be legends for the rest of your lives. Even in in death, you're going to be a legend. When the sun burns out, they're still going to say your name because you put them ahead of the Lakers in all-time championships. But it seems like sometimes Boston doesn't want to be there. Golden State has to take advantage of that. And easy to say when he dropped sixty in three quarters, he took eleven dribbles total, yeah, because he would. And that was just a readjustment to shoot. That was it. That was it. Uh, Boston Biggs did a did horrible last night on the Steph pick and roll. That's that big got to step all the way up. That sag, yeah, yes, way too much step room for Steph. this dude if, if if we were to turn on 2k right now soon as steph steps inside of the arena he has a wi-fi signal he don't need a range extender. his his range starts once he steps out of his car he steps off the bus this dude shoots shots from the tunnel in pregame just for fun you i'm not sure who taught them how to play defense, but when you coming off pick and roll with a shooter, you always go over top to pick. You never come behind the pick because you're dealing with a shooter. When you're dealing with somebody who's going to put on the floor and drive, you sag off because you know he's going to drive. He can't shoot, so you're going to be there waiting for him. With Steph, Steph coming off of screens, and, and the thing is, when Steph comes off of screen, he need about Eh. that much space and he free to shoot he, he and you better pray to god he missed I, it's not often that steph curry has an off night but i agree with you again he's you can't play that type of ball and it seemed like for one of the top five and the, both of these teams are top five in de- defense defense But it seemed like Boston played very, very lazy last night. Very, very lazy. Uh, Maybe some home cooking and laying in your own bed to wake them up. But you can't play like this your first time in the finals and expect to win. You can't play like this your first time in the finals and expect to beat a team that has more finals experience than you. They were content with game one. Yeah, because they damn sure didn't bring that same energy. Maybe the lust of the finals is worn off on. I hope not. Because, quite honestly, I was just talking to my mom about this. And I said, you know, it'd be great if Boston took this seven games and won. And game seven is June 19th. I said, it'd be Wonderful if boston took it to game seven and won on june 19th and my mother got what i was getting at she already most people y'all probably looking at me and listening to me like what the hell is he talking about you got to understand the the stain the curse that it was for the boston area for june 19th 1986 and it's kind of a way i always said that the 2008 championship kind of put those demons to rest but they haven't been able to replicate it you know boston has won a championship in every decade they've been every decade until the 90s they didn't win one in the 90s of course they got the one in 2008 and they competed for one in 2010 then after that it was nothing this is a team that's been known to go on runs Every decade, but ever since 86 ever since June 19th, 86 Everything has been a shit show Everything and i've always thought that you know In my Crazy mind that if they won a championship it would erase that and boston would go back to Being the powerhouse even though they could have an off year, but they would still be The a powerhouse and we know them 2010s were rammed in the east by one guy. Well, not quite because uh, was it 2010 when Ball? Bo- no, was it 2010 2011 when Boston and they they claim, oh, we buried LeBron, we buried him under TD TD uh water guy. You know, i mean, bury him, y'all beat him, but you know, we made him run to Miami, but then he ran to Miami and came back and smashed y'all, and then y'all broke up. And I love KG, but uh, you know. I ain't never seen three dudes, well, two dudes. When well, no, let me rephrase that, three dudes: Kendrick Perkins, uh, 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 Kevin Garnett, and Paul Pierce. I ain't never seen three dudes run off of one championship for so damn long. It's been twelve years, man. They still riding off that championship like they, they, they riding off their championship like they John Gotti kids or something. Like, come on, man. <laughs> come on, they ride off that championship like. Yeah, we did this. We 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 did. What you do? You won one. Y'all were injured in two thousand nine. The Lakers come through, and I was so glad that the Lakers beat Boston. I mean, uh, beat uh, Orlando because I hated Orlando. I'm not a I'm not a big Dwight Howard fan at all. But uh, twenty ten, you get the rematch. You t- you hit that. We ain't coming back to L A. no more. Yeah, and they won it on your home court, didn't they? Didn't they? I wasn't coming back to LA. If I'm not mistaken, I think they won that on y'all home court. So it's cool though. And then they went to Boston and Brown buried him again. Yeah. Yep. And if Gasol was a man in 2008, LA wins. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, they did go to Brooklyn. They did go to Brooklyn. And they did nothing. They went went down there with ISO Joe and did nothing. And Gasol, being a man in 2008, Gasol been a man since he hit the lead. We not don't 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 do my manpower like that. Like I was just watching a uh, a reel of him and Kobe two man game against uh, Orlando in the finals in two thousand nine. Poetry in motion. Poetry in motion. And you say KG punked him in 08. KG punked everybody at that time. That was the end of his prime, to be honest. That 2008 was the end of his prime. And he was punking everybody before that. The only person he couldn't punk was Tim Duncan. He punked everybody else. So, I mean, it's cool. But them dudes ride off of one championship. So daggone long. One championship. I want to win me a title so I can see if I can ride off of that and get me TV shows. And, you know, I can get on TV and say wild stuff and say, you know what? My career was better than LeBron's. My my, my I'm, I'm a better player than LeBron. I was always ranked ahead of LeBron. LeBron wasn't. Paul Pierce was nowhere near LeBron. He was good. But here's my thing. And I know I'm jumping off, but I, I, I got to get out of here. So before. They had the big three in Boston. How many times did Paul Pierce make the playoffs? Him and Antoine Walker. And Antoine Walker wasn't no slouch. Bad with money, but he wasn't no slouch of a player. How many times did they make the playoffs? How far did they get in the playoffs? They had one good run. After that, you were lottery. Bad management until Danny Ainge took over. And Danny Ainge cleared a lot of cap. He got guys like James Posey, Eddie House. He swung Garnett. For, uh, for Zerbiak, if I'm not mistaken, um, you wind up getting Ray Allen. You, you put these teams together. You draft the Jean Ronde. Okay. Y'all had that run. Y'all had that run of 2008 and 2010. Other than that, what have you done, Paul Pierce? Nothing. Yeah, you're world champion. Nothing. You won a three-point shootout. Why? That wasn't your game. Your game, and we used to call it the Paul Pierce move. You take off on the right, you hit that hard stop, you put it between the legs, you pull up, shoot. We called it the Paul Pierce move because when he did that, he was money. Money. But then he wanted to shoot threes. Dog, you're not a three-point shooter. Do what you do. Do what you do. And Paul Pierce also said he had a better career than Wade. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he did. He said a lot of questionable stuff. Now, you know who I would expect that from? I would expect that from Jalen Rose. Because he says a lot of wild stuff too. But Jalen Rose is Jalen Rose is, is, is a lot more humble and a lot more self-aware. Paul Pierce be just saying some stuff, man. He will say some stuff, but back on track. Game three tomorrow night. If Boston comes out and they're lethargic, they don't move on, on, on defense, they don't uh they don't move on defense. They don't defend better than what they did in game two. Go ahead and call that a Golden State loss after the first quarter. I guarantee it counted it as a Golden State loss after the first quarter. You ain't got to worry about them no more. Not no more because they got them beat. Once the light leaves Boston's eyes. This thing is over. I mean, it, it, it's it's old school, and my wife would tell you in a heartbeat, when you're going for the kill, you go in there, and you don't leave until the light leaves their eyes. If Golden State sees the light leaves Boston's eyes, go ahead and take the Larry O'Brien trophy back to the Golden State. Take it back to the Bay. And easy say, role players play better at home. Boston boys going to show up. They better. I need seven games out of this. The NBA needs seven games. I really need seven games because I would love to come home. I come off the road on the 17th and that weekend I would love to come home and spend Father's Day with my children, watching NBA basketball, eating smothered pork chops and fried potatoes, drinking some Kool-Aid of some sort, and just enjoying this game. So them Boston boys better show up, all right? But that's all the time I got. I didn't get no sleep last night. So I'm going to lay down. I will be back tomorrow night pregame because I don't have anything to do. After I finish doing what I'm doing, I am free. So game starts at 9. Y'all probably see me about 7.30 we going to talk game three. We're going to see whatever news we got that we missed. Always remember, you can go back. You can listen to these shows on any streaming platform. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Boston win, I will give you breakfast. That's my mama. Y'all see that, right? My mama just said, if Boston win, I'll give you breakfast. I will take a scrap wagon cheese, lady. Uh, I we, we don't have to do wheat bread, but... If you ain't got no wheat bread, I'll take that. I'll take it on white. So tomorrow night, I got got breakfast waiting for me. I might even change my mind. I think I want fried apples, you know. But I ain't going to do too much. But I will be back tomorrow night, every day this week while I'm on the road. Especially on Saturday. Y'all going to see me twice. Twice. On Saturday, because I'm going live. I'm going live from a special place. And I will I will reveal that on Saturday. Lord willing, the creek don't rise. And my wife says she wants some. Hey, scrapple egg scrapples, egg whites, fried apples, some grits. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Ooh ooh ooh, and some honey butter biscuits. Thank you, Mama. Until next time, y'all. I'm the big guy, KG. I don't do. No overtime because uh the boss BJ ain't paying for it. Oh, we got one more comment here. <laughs> you get whatever you want. If I win, you owe me a Saturday. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. So if I lose y'all, just catch me and my mom out in the streets because we're going to be riding. So until tomorrow night, y'all be easy. I don't do no overtime because the boss said he ain't going to pay for my trip and pay for overtime.